0: Welcome back to the latecomers. I'm Amity. I am And this week, we learn the dangers of talking to a stranger on a train. Yes. When we talk about strangers on a train from 1951, uh, a Alfred Hitchcock movie with all of the bona fides. We will get to that momentarily, but before we do, I'm going to ask you how your week was. My week was actually my weekend, mostly.
1: But my week was pretty busy, and my weekend was really nice. I went to go see the, perhaps not the only geyser in California, but the best geyser in California. Best geyser.
0: The most faithful yes. geyser. Yes. We went to Old Faithful Geyser. It's it's in Geyserville. It's not. It's no, not. it's in Calistoga. <laughs> it's in Calistoga. Uh, right. And it was lovely. Then on the way to drive home, we realized, "Oops, it's bottle weekend," and the, and we found all yes. of the traffic.
1: Yes, we did. And it took us uh, quite a while to find a place to eat. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a fun weekend. And and the I was uh, actually really concerned for a while that the geyser was not going to go off because we were waiting quite a while.
0: It said every fifteen to thirty minutes, and we were there for cool forty-five before it exploded. But it was a big, long explosion
1: so yeah it was very spectacular and i even put some put footage of it yep. up on um on facebook because it did go on and it was it went on for so long that I was able to get it from several different angles yeah i
0: think it went on for like four or five minutes yeah um and it had like 60 feet up in there probably yeah. it was quite it was remarkable yes the explosion stephanie was like you move closer, and I was like, no, no, that's a volcanic eruption, and I will be over here, in the cabana, where I'm safe.
1: <laughs> and it's a really nice place. There are yes. cabanias, there are horses, there are goats.
0: I had to feed a goat.
1: Yes, you did. Three How goats. Was that for you?
0: It was fine. It was hard to reach them through the fence, mm-hmm. but we did our best, and they did eat out of my hand. So... Success. Sweet, sweet success. You want to talk about this movie? Yes, we do. So, we're up next. In, in We're to our next Hitchcock movie. And this one is based on a novel from the year before by Patricia Highsmith. Very famous. And the script was written by... um, Who was it?
1: Raymond Chandler. Raymond
0: Chandler. Very famous. And also... Somebody else with a name with two Z's in it, whose name I can't pronounce. chenzi? How would that be pronounced?
1: I have no idea.
0: C-Z-E-N-Z-I. Ormond. Ormond. He's the other person who
1: wrote it. Yes, he did some editing. Uh, Apparently, Hitchcock and Chandler had very different working styles. And so, at the very end of the first draft of the screenplay that Chandler came up with, he didn't like Hitchcock, and Hitchcock didn't like him.
0: Here's a... In, in the Wikipedia page, it uh-huh. lists directed by, screenplay by, adaptation by, based on the book by. mm mm-hmm. what, what did the person who did the adaptation do? What does that mean have you ever
1: read the book i have read the book you have read the book yes i have read the book i have a, a good friend who loved patricia highsmith mind you she did not care for patricia highsmith's political views or her views on just about anything else because
0: Oh, was patricia highsmith not a great person patricia highsmith was
1: um she's a difficult person to like at times fair she grew up in very difficult circumstances mind you you know, her mother was suicidal. And uh, among other things, there was... Um, she had some mental health issues herself. guy yeah. Highsmith did. And so near the end of her life, she espoused a lot of very strange views.
0: And uh, apparently, she was seen by some of her contemporaries and acquaintances as a, a misanthropic and a hostile. Right. Same.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but she was a very talented writer, and she did... Um, Possibly because of her misanthropic and hostile mm-hmm. views, she uh, she was able to create characters like B- Bruno or like Ripley.
0: Mm, that's right. And The Talented Mr. Ripley right. is also a special Patricia Patricia novel. As a
1: matter of fact, uh, Strangers on a Train was her very first novel. Wow. And because of that, there were some people who, uh, some of the famous um screenwriters working in Hollywood at the time wouldn't adapt it because it was the first novel and they wanted to have something with more status to it. Whereas Hitchcock felt um that it really was a very and it was she was only paid, I think, seven thousand dollars or some close. Yeah, some now. small
0: amount of money. Now granted money went further then. Right. It went <laughs> further the then, but it yeah. was
1: also a small amount of no- of money considering who she became later on in life. But her ability to write pot boilers from the point of view of the villain, really, or, you know, the, yes. these sort of like,
0: well, if she was a villain a little bit. Mm-hmm. And and again,
1: this is something that Hitchcock <laughs> liked. If you're watching something like psycho or, um, that, that really hard to watch film he did about the, the stalking rapist. I forget what the name of it was, but it's taken mostly from the point of view of the murderer. Mm. And so he was very famously, later in life, uh, making the murder sympathetic. And this was probably the beginning of that.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, so this movie, I believe I had seen before, but I have very little recollection of it. And I have to say that it it's a little transient even now in my brain. It's mm-hmm. not sticking with me the way some of his other things have stuck with me right so not that this wasn't good but it just doesn't i didn't resonate with very many of the characters i was kind of like don't really care if something bad happens to you you seem like a dick yeah. <laughs> so that was that was tough that was a little hard um so you you might guess that this plot centers around two strangers on a train, even though they're not actually strangers. They are on a train. One -hmm. of them thinks that they're strangers, but one of them knows a little too much about that other one for them to be truly strangers. Uh, So we have Guy Haynes, Haynes, a a debonair young man who plays tennis, but not professionally, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and who is interested in politics. He's uh, often seen on both the sports pages and the social pages uh, as he is sort of courting a young woman who is the daughter of a senator. Mm-hmm. But, of course, he can't truly be courting that young woman because he is married. <laughs> right. It, it, he's, And
1: this is something that I appreciate about this film and maybe all of Hitchcock's... Uh, Opuscula, as we've seen it so far Mm -hmm. in this list, is that the
0: characters tend to be a little more complex. Yeah, there's not really any. I think, yeah, there's no sort of pure character in here where you're like, I'm rooting for you. I think Anne and Barbara are probably Mm -hmm. the two closest. Who's
1: played by his daughter, by the way? Oh, really?
0: That's uh, a a young Hitchcock. She's very. She's quite good. I liked her a lot. Um, But even Anne, like, she knows that she is. Mm An adulteress, like, or if you could counter that, right. she doesn't. She has made no vows to anyone, but mm. she knows that the man she is sleeping with has, and that person wasn't her. <laughs> and that that was the uh,
1: guy is kind of he's very he's good looking, he's personable, and he's upwardly mobile. Yeah, and at some point in his life, sort of like Jude the Obscure, you know, the novel, he's married a woman who basically was promiscuous and
0: unfaithful and she doesn't it it bums me out the Uh way that her character so he's married to what is her name it starts and miriam Mm -hmm. and miriam is portrayed as a bitch right? because she won't grant she she has she had asked guy for a divorce but now that guy is um doing better for himself and is sort of putting his affair on front street even though she has been unfaithful and is currently pregnant, Mm-hmm. By someone else, right. she's like, Well, I'm not gonna, um, now we're not gonna get a divorce. I'm gonna right. take all this money that, you, that you're that you making. Right, and we're she gonna even live tells him life. at one
1: point, If I'd known that you would have made a success of yourself, I would have, you know, yeah. stuck around.
0: But like, so she's made a villain the very first time we see her. Mm-hmm. And then we see her at a fair, at the fair, mm-hmm. with two men. Yeah. Who she's flirting with both of them. And then she openly flirts with the third character who is or a stranger, but we don't have to get into that yet. And and I'm like, okay. So we have a movie where on one hand we have a for all intents and purposes heroine
1: mm-hmm.
0: Anne is uh because she sticks by her man even though her man is married to someone else. Yeah. And then we have this hussy who is sleeping with whoever? But I'm just like well, they're the same. Mm. Both of them want to have sex with who they want to have sex with. Since the
1: idea is that
0: Miriam now Miriam is a bitch to her husband and right. is is like not and, and, and is like outward openly cruel to him. Right. But that feels that feels does put it, on her a little okay. bit, Um so that we aren't too upset when right. she does. I get feel though offed.
1: that I've known. People like Miriam, so I can't say. Well, she was just sort of a, a female character no. I I I've met Miriam in my lifetime, or as a matter of fact, I've met people like Bruno in my lifetime too. So it seems like, depending on on the horrible circles of friends that you encounter, you are such an exception. By the way, so
0: it's just she she feels too. Those two things are too different for me. Okay, and it feels like we are. She is villainized. For wanting to have sex in a way that Anne is not. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that yeah, that's appropriate. I think what she
1: is also villainized for is that she is... The impression that I get is that at some point she was hitching her wagon to a star. When that didn't play out right away, she... Abandoned. Except it
0: did. He's right. been he eventually like, did. What right. eventually? He's 22 right. twenty two or twenty five years old. Like it's the, I wish there could have been more story. I feel like it could have been validated. Yeah, it felt that, that whole thing right. with her felt like bullshit. Because I'm like, how much time did you think was like? You, you're. She's smart. Mm-hmm. She's not an idiot. So to not see what was coming is dumb. And also, where he's getting most of his money is from a place that's going to dry up as soon as you get back in the picture. So I don't know what you well, think. Well, she's
1: going to spend all of his money, which she's already made very clear is her but, plan. But
0: he's not... He's not going to continue to play tennis. Right. He's going to go into politics. And if he... he th- and that is going to dry up like fucking the desert mm-hmm. because nobody's going to vote him into office with this woman on his arm. All not right, after so. all of the social... You know, I mean, it's just... Okay. She is... i I don't think her character is well-written here. It might be in the book, mm-hmm. but what we see on the screen I don't think works. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're given enough to say, oh, it's fine that she gets totally murdered. <laughs> like um, Out on a date. It's, totally, it's fine. Well, Let's start with the beginning, though, because... Um, yes, yeah, so two strangers meet a on a train, that but that's not true, once again. We have Guy, and we have Bruno. And Bruno knows everything there is to know about Guy, right. because Guy is not discreet well, in his life Bruno, at all. <laughs> Bruno
1: has a great, oh, almost opening line, which is it's great to meet people who do things. Yes. Because Bruno is wealthy. Yeah. He's uh, chastised by his father. Well. I and mean, that's his opinion.
0: He, yes. And he's also, not, yeah. he
1: has a doting mother who also seems to be a little bit vacant.
0: Uh, yes. Well, she she's a woman who um doesn't see because she can't handle anything. Right. So she just... she's got blinders on um and bruno knows basically he pitches not basically he pitches hey what if we swap murders i kill your wife Mm. and you kill my dad because he is really harshing my mellow his dad wants him committed because his dad knows that he's a psychopath his father
1: wants him (laughs) either committed or to spend his life trying to commit to doing something and he, because that was the first step. He says, yeah, my dad thinks I should be earning a living well, with all sure, this sure. That's
0: what we hear from Bruno. But mm. we see his dad one time, and his dad is talking to his mom, and he's like, he's not well, and he needs to go to an institution. So I don't even think that mm. he has said, make something of yourself. I literally think that Bruno knows that he is four seconds away from an institution, and he needs to do something about it. Do you think that Bruno it. realizes that he's insane? nobody realizes because, his father thinks that he's insane because guy actually tries
1: to in the beginning guy i like those opening scenes because it really is you've been on a train you you know the people will just come up and start yes, talking to will, you for yeah. no particular reason and then you're just kind of stuck with people talking to you and yeah and for someone like me for instance um who doesn't necessarily like random company it's very, you, you're sort of like just saying things to get along so that you can get on to your stop. And, and what winds up happening is that uh, Bruno kind of corners him, really. He wants to leave at one point. He's going for a, he's going for a match, a tennis match that he's up to. Yeah. But first he's going to stop and see his uh, wife to ask for a divorce again. Yeah. And Bruno he starts pitching him this idea since they're stuck on the train this time rather, for all this time, and says, you know, this would be the perfect murder if you switch murders, because what trips people up is motivation.
0: Yeah, motive. And if I don't know right. yours, and you don't know mine, then we can just kill each other. Right. Which, and I mean, it falls apart immediately. How so? Um, both of them were seen on this train. When th- they'll both be pinned for their their are right. murders. Um, and when they have alibis, they'll be looking for uh, sort of uh, spokes out from them, I guess is the best way to put it. So, okay, well, if you didn't do it, you still have the motivation and you still gain something from it. So how is it possible that you didn't do it, but you also did it, and then they would look. They'd be like, "All right, well, here's what cops do: they look at your financials and they look at your travel. They're, they're gonna right. see." There I was, mean, the, the
1: the there was no financial. The incentive was one frees the other one, and the other one returns. No, the I delivery.
0: understand that, but right. I'm still so I'm saying, but that they're gonna look at your financials to see mm-hmm. if you paid anybody. Right. That won't. But they'll also look at your travel and. The one thing that gets them out of maybe um, being pinned is that they're in different jurisdictions. Mm. Um, but that also falls apart almost immediately because Bruno can't stop inserting himself into somebody's life. I think that's that the Bruno
1: thing. If Bruno did what he said in the beginning, yeah. which is we keep away from each other. Yeah, you keep away right. from
0: each other. You never see each other again.
1: Right.
0: But once um, again, which is his plan. So
1: I think that would work. work. Oops. I don't think that what he winds up doing, which is yeah. once he's actually done something, he becomes one of those people who, quote unquote, does things, and then he just keeps showing up.
0: See, you. Okay, so you think he changes at that point. I right. don't. I think this was his plan the whole time. To just. Because I think he's crazy and he doesn't yeah. understand. I think that he's. The. Ramification. It's ramifications, hard to say what, like, what I read
1: in the book from the, the film sure.
0: itself. Sure, yeah, yes, and so what I'm mm. seeing on the screen is he doesn't he doesn't comprehend the ramifications of his actions because he's unwell, right? Right. So he, so he he thinks that he, I, see. Here's the thing. Right okay. at the very beginning, does Bruno believe that he and Guy have made a pact, or does has Bruno? had the beginnings of his blackmail of Guy and is he going to push the rest of this through the way that it ends up going so Mm. I read it um, like to me as I'm watching it what I'm seeing is okay so um, Bruno has a plan Bruno is going to <laughs> Bruno is going to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Bruno's going to kill somebody. That, that that Bruno's plan getting on that train is I'm going to murder somebody. And then I'm going to torment somebody else. That's that's basically mm-hmm. the thrust of it, right? So he thinks he makes this decision or he he thinks or we're supposed to think that he thinks that they have a pact. Right. And they're speaking the same language and they, they're and each going to commit these guys. The guy grinds. is sort of like, sure, whatever you Of course, yeah, we're speaking oh, the same great. language, of course, absolutely. So we're pals, he is. He's
1: looking at this guy. And I have to say that both of the actors, the, lead, the two lead actors, give really good performances. Mind you, um, it's very sad. Uh, Robert Walker did have mental illness issues. He died
0: shortly after after this film was released. That's unfortunate. I really don't... Like, Guy's character, Uh I I don't like him. Like, I I just don't. I think he's... I think while he's not a psychopath, Uh he's no better than Bruno. He was dating Anne Mm -hmm. because he knows it's a stepping stone into politics.
1: Do you don't feel that he actually loves Anne in any way, shape, or form? I
0: I think he cares about Anne. Uh But he also threatens the life of his wife on the phone to his girlfriend because woe is me she's old and i'm just like you're a fucking asshole
1: we haven't gotten that scene (laughs) yet so uh guy is like trying to back away from bruno when he's leaving the train because bruno is really insisting oh we've made a plan we've made a pact And he's like sure yeah okay whatever and he leaves right
0: Well, yeah, I thought we were well past that. But but,
1: the the reason why I bring that up is that that's
0: when he goes to talk to Miriam and Miriam. And that's when Miriam and that's when we see this weird villain turn where she's just like she's like a Disney villain. Like it's so Mm. overt that she's just like, I mean, I know I said I was going to divorce you and I know I'm pregnant by somebody else, but. You're on the up and up, so I'm going to go ahead and... I'm going to ride this train. Who are they going to believe? Are they going to believe... Wait, and then... And it's just... It's so... But that's why he threatens her. Heavy-handed. Yeah, but, like... Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Bruno is not a... An imposing guy. Mm -hmm. Especially not the guy who's, like, six inches taller than him. And an athlete. You can't be like, dude, I don't want to talk to you. You need to leave and know I'm not going to murder your dad. But you can say, oh, I want to throttle my wife. I'm a little bit like, dude, like, your your sense of self and masculinity is so fucked that yeah. I'm just like, you're pathetic. <laughs> and then, yeah, to call your girlfriend and complain that your wife won't give you a divorce, like, she doesn't want to hear this from you. Like, Go talk to a therapist or a friend about it. You don't talk to your girlfriend about how your wife is so mean. I that's ridiculous that's and entitled. What Bruno
1: brings up on the train, though, is that he is obviously, like, he's trying to marry Anne. Yeah. Whether that's because it means a step up politically or that means that he is um, he's genuinely in love with her, whatever the cause is. He's trying to marry her and Miriam just won't let go. And so I think that's the reason why he mentions this. Well, he doesn't really mention it to Bruno. He does say really horrible things to Anne where you're going, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, he said he wanted to break her neck. And that's yeah. exactly how Bruno kills And that's kills exactly
0: her. how he, yeah, right. she, she ends up dying. And it's just like, but it's just like, the, just think about the emotional labor that you are asking your girlfriend to take on when you are complaining to her about how mean your wife is. Mm. That's your wife. They're also you married her.
1: Weirdly, she didn't. They're weirdly this and their entire love affair uh, and and uh, guy is just out on Front Street. For and that's everybody. the other thing.
0: It is everyone what knows I do, what's That's going what on. I do like about this. Actually, is it gives uh, it gives proof to the lie that you know in the past. Marriages were sacrosanct no, 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 and nobody yeah. slept with anybody and this that's what you, they want us to believe the mm-hmm. good old days and I'm like everybody oh, no. was always a war. The good old, old days were terrible, right. and Miriam <laughs> was quite yeah. She was And it was fine right. until it isn't. Uh, so then I don't know, that day, unclear. Miriam's on a date with two dudes, one of them maybe the father, father of her baby. I don't know. Nobody knows. And Bruno shows up, tracks her around the park where they're, going they're to like giving park. eyes to each other. Right. It's like a fair, it's like a carnival. Um, he, and Bruno ends up hitting the, um, the um, strength the tester, strength thing, tester yeah. thing and dings the the bell and wins a cupid doll, I believe it is. Right. And um, then follows her and her dates to get like Cotton candy and then follows them, like I think onto the carousel and then follows them into the tunnel of love. Right. And, and the tunnel
1: of love for everyone this is the unusual. It's wild. Part. Here's the a tunnel boat. of
0: love. It's an actual
1: boat. Here's a whole boat. Motorized like you. boat that Go goes ahead to this, and drive it around. This island, this small island in the middle of the park which is very funny until i remember
0: this is a place and this is in it takes place in baltimore right. i don't know
1: where in baltimore yeah, it reminds it's at, me of in uh, golden gate park strawberry hill it's yes. like hill that basically is in the middle of a pond yeah.
0: and so you but, but those are like when the boats right. that you got there are paddle boats They're, They're paddle little, boats or canoes that's what yeah. you got but these are like full on mm-hmm. like drive them but like boats and uh so Miriam and her two gentlemen get in one and then Bruno gets in another one and follows them across and he catches up to Miriam who is separated from her dates and does strangle her right all the way to death now,
1: we should mention at that,
0: that point she Miriam
1: has these very heavy glasses and that becomes important yes, later on yes
0: she's wearing glasses and he uh-huh. takes them uh and then does he he also takes I believe Miriam at that point had the lighter. No, who had um, the lighter?
1: Uh, he when when he first meets Guy. Yes, Guy is trying to get away from him, and he had a lighter that was given to him by Anne. It had their initials on it's it. It's a A plus G. Right. So when With two tennis rackets t- on it. When uh, when Guy is like, well, nice to meet you, bye, yeah, you He crazy. gives it to him? No, he leaves it on the table behind. Oh, okay. And then uh, that sets up the thing. And, and Bruno takes right. it. Okay. But he keeps it with
0: him. He has it it's with like him. It's
1: like a weird souvenir or yeah. something.
0: And then, and then, and this is why I think that Bruno didn't have a plan to, mm-hmm. didn't believe the plan that he told Guy, because immediately... Uh-huh. Immediately, we see that Bruno or that guy is on a train at the time that Miriam is killed Mm -hmm. with a real drunk professor who will not remember him later and does not provide a good alibi. But he's on the train at the time and he's going to Washington. When he gets off the train in Washington and he goes home, before he can go all the way home, he's accosted by Bruno who says, you're about to find out that your wife is dead. Like, he doesn't give Guy any time right. to compre- to even hear I, what he, has happened from the police yes. so that he can't... So, so now he's blown. Mm-hmm. He's fucked when he answers the phone and the police tell him that his wife is dead. Right. Because he's already going to have heard. And so his reaction is going to be off to the police, probably, because it's not going to be a genuine shock reaction because Bruno has taken that from him. Mm-hmm. Bruno hands him her glasses. Why? Why? And why does he touch them? I wouldn't fucking don't I think touch it's, those. To Bruno's
1: mind, it's like the evidence. that, Look,
0: I did it. No, I know. But, but once um, again, right. you were never supposed to see each other. You're blowing all this shit. But I don't. Yes, to I don't think that guy believed any of this was going to happen. I. I of think that, course, guy didn't. But right. neither did Bruno. Is what okay. I'm saying. Um, and then yeah, he says, "I have your lighter, so." And then uh, Guy has to pretend shock, mm. give his alibi when his alibi falls through. The, the police are like, you probably did kill your wife because everybody knows you want to sleep with, or you want to marry Anne. Like, everybody knows because you're not subtle about, none of y'all are subtle about this <laughs> shit. And um, he's not arrested but he is definitely under watch now and now Bruno keeps coming into their lives he shows up at a at a at a tennis match right. he shows up at a party He's like ingratiating himself with the senator mm-hmm. and Anne and Barbara. He jokes so out we a say woman. Barbara is, is Anne's sister. Barbara is Anne's, I think, younger sister. Yes, and she. Um, she is styled to look like she's in her teens, but she's definitely in her 20s. She also. Wears and she a wears pair glasses. Of glasses, and she has dark
1: hair, so she looks. Bruno out a little bit because he's seeing this and he's remembering strangling.
0: You think that f- that he was freaked
1: out? I think he was in that he sees her, and that is he, like he really actively. The first time he sees her, um we're treated to the music in the background from yeah. the the, the, right. the Calliope. Uh, that was playing in the amusement park, and he looks at her like he hates her. And Anne, yeah. who actually I think is the, the heroic character more or less in this film. Yeah, she is. Sees her, sees him looking at her and goes, Okay, there's something wrong with that guy. Yeah. And she immediately begins asking uh
0: Guy. She's Do like, You you know you, you know him, right? right? It's not the first time you've met him. And Guy ends up telling her everything. Right. So, yeah, she is the hero because Here's all of the burden. Here's everything. Here's let me let me unload everything onto you because that's what I do. Because I'm a weak man. I'm sorry. I don't like guys. Well, see, that's, at it's all.
1: interesting that you say that because originally when the studio the studio was foisting certain actors on Hitchcock, right? Yeah. Ruth Roman was one of them. He didn't like her as Anne and just kind of ignored her. Um. And, and uh, Farley Granger, who plays Guy, says, yeah, that happens every once in a while. Well, because he worked with Hitchcock twice. Yeah. He said, yeah, sometimes he would just like, take a dislike to somebody and just not even speak to them. Well, sure. Right. What but that's also him. why he didn't get along with Raymond Chandler, who just gave out as well as he did, because he's Raymond Chandler, yeah, right? so say like, whatever yeah. you want
0: to me. Like, I'm, yeah.
1: Do you know who I am? <laughs> that kind of thing. But um, the thing was that Farley Granger's part was supposed to be played by William Holden originally.
0: Okay. Interesting. but
1: they said William Holden is cuz William Holden as we saw in um uh, uh, uh bridge on the river Kwai, yeah, can play this very likable but still at the same time the way he's hooking up with the, ni- the the nurse who's taking care of him and the way he's playing a likable guy yeah. who's kind of not on the up and up
0: right but he also
1: he uh, but yeah isn't
0: using i just feel like guy is really using the people in his life mm-hmm. without offering much Yeah. Ba- so to them. Hitchcock and convince the producer that
1: Holden would be like William Holden is a physically a big guy too. So he would just not, not say a great to, tennis player. I
0: don't know. I think he, maybe change the
1: sports. He for, would just say to Bruno, it's like Go fuck, fuck off, yourself. Right? Yeah. yeah, he was that kind of guy, too. Yeah. So it's like he didn't buy it. He wanted somebody who was kind of softer. Who that's the
0: thing. He just was... feels very feckless, very... And I think the thing is that maybe he went too much in the other direction. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. And got a guy who is. just,
1: like, is constantly asking Anne for support.
0: Just, so, yes. And, it's like, and just I do understand that. Yeah,
1: that. that carry is Carry
0: me. And here's all of my burdens. Let uh-huh. me tell you every terrible thing. And now you have to carry it as the daughter of a senator. So you can't... Tell anyone what's strange is
1: <laughs> how really thoroughly he ingratiated himself with his family as well because right. he stays
0: with them, he stays there. Right. Everybody knows that he's with Anne. Right, um, the senator, yeah, the senator is like, okay, this married man who yeah. doesn't have a job, yeah, he's an let's amateur say that again, there, right? He's
1: an amateur athlete, he's an
0: amateur athlete. Uh-huh. So, this married man, this married. <laughs> Unemployed man is courting my oldest daughter. Oh, the uh, Skyler sisters really. Kind of yeah, uh, I don't know. Right. It, and the party that we're talking about. Bruno so there's a party. Yeah. They have a party, and Bruno comes to the party, and he is ingratiating himself because he is. Wealthy, mm-hmm. so he knows sort of how to behave among wealthy people. Which God but still doesn't He know, also which is really funny. tells stories that are totally inappropriate, right. and then, like specifically about death and murder and all, mm-hmm. and all these sorts of things. And he he's is basically like oh this is how you choke someone out, and he puts his. The hands around a rich woman's throat mm-hmm. and then he sees Barbara and you think he freaks out and has some sort of do well, you think he, he has remorse?
1: I don't know that he has remorse what I mean is that he, it's, he's never done anything before okay he's, he's so yeah you
0: read this completely different and than, so than so he
1: than he like he starts strangling her because he's thinking of
0: yes uh, but that's because Mariam. yes but it's right. specifically because he wants to do it again I think that he Mm. is now like a serial killer would be. Right. Um, He's just working on the serial part. He's
1: pulled, well... Yes. He's only killed one person so far, but he's... Right, but he
0: is being pulled back to do it. He wants to do it again. He wants to do it again. And when he sees Barbara, he sort of slips into a trance almost like... Like, he's revisiting his crime, Mm -hmm. and then he almost chokes this woman out, and then he passes out. Right. Although, once again, I'm like, am I to believe that he actually fainted, or is he feigning it so that he doesn't get in trouble for nearly choking, (laughs) like, nearly strangling this woman in the middle of a party?
1: That's when the uh, guy takes him into a separate room and discusses things with him, and then does probably the first overt act of asserting himself by punching Bruno in the nose. Yeah. Which um, doesn't seem to have any effect on Bruno. He's like, you shouldn't have done that. And he feels bad about it. Guy's like, oh, I'm, you know, he straightens out his tie. And it really...
0: Because he's deeply unwell. Right.
1: (laughs) But, I mean, the idea that Guy is, like, trying to take care of him at the same time, like I said, straightens out his tie, sort of brushes him off, sorry for hitting you. And then just, well, you really should get help. But I think that he's like going too far. He sees, I don't know what he sees in it. It's almost as if he feels that he's in some way responsible for what happened. Uh, and he that's is in part a part really of it. But also,
0: way. as he continues to not say anything, mm-hmm. I don't know. Here's the thing mm-hmm. the senator loves this dude, right. he could tell the police what happened. And they would look at him askance, and they would maybe think a little bit that he had maybe had something to do with it. But Bruno's dad would be like, "No, my son is deeply ill because he's all he already wanted to do that." Yeah. And you've got a senator vouching for you, like Guy, grow some, and and go tell the police what has happened. You're not going to win against him because he's got nothing to lose. Right. He's He doesn't have an an idea of consequence. So you're not going to be able to beat him at right. whatever guy, this is. Guy
1: is, he has the issue with what he, well, he has his moral feelings, obviously. Um, but he also is a person who does not have the, as East put it, he, he doesn't have the sort of, uh, indifference to it all that Bruno has Bruno can do anything he wants to and it doesn't matter to him yeah because to him this is a game yeah so he's going to keep plotting and turning. And but
0: I'm just like, guy, where do you think this is going to happen? Right. This is going to go where you're going to end up senator. Like, well, you've see, got to deal with it. You, you're not going to be able to skirt party, your way out his, of this
1: thing. I mean, after punching Bruno, he gets the first step he takes is, I'm going to tell Anne everything. Well, because she says. Right.
0: Because um, Barbara was like, he was looking at me like he wanted right. it, He wanted his hands around my neck. And, sh- and she puts it together like, hey, what's your wife look like? Which is a wild question for a woman to ask her man. Mm. Uh, and shes he's like, you know what she looks like or whatever, and she's like, kind of like my sister. Huh? Like, Yeah. And then Guy is like, he did it, he killed her, and he's going to pin it on me, and he wants me to kill his dad, and I don't know what to do because I am a weak sad man who's going to put well, all my problems on he you. He does try to take a step
1: because Bruno does, <laughs> after this, send him...
0: Well. That happens right. that night and then the next day, or whatever. We, time is weird in this movie, too. Mm. Like, I'm not sure if like four days has passed or yeah, like four the weeks have got. passed. It's just a couple of days. That's the thing. Once again, Bruno, you really are like, you've blown any chance that there's no connection between the two of you because you keep showing up in this dude's life. Um, he sends him a pic... Yeah, he, he, Bruno sends Guy a package. It's got a gun, it's got a key, it's got a map. And at that point, Guy and Bruno speak on the phone, and Guy's like, fine, I'll go tonight. Fine, I'll go tonight. And Bruno's like, mm, fishy. And so <laughs> Guy goes, but he gets into the room where he believes Bruno's father to be sleeping, and he whispers, wake up, we need to talk about your son. And of course... The person in the bed is, Bruno, he's not his dad, and now it's a whole
1: Right, Bruno now threatens to get back at thing. him. Guy is like, you need help, you're very sick. And Bruno's like, no, I'm not, ha ha ha, I'll make you pay for this. And Guy goes so far as to try to talk to his mom and realize that the mom is is not accepting or believing any of that this
0: guy talked i know ann talks to the mom i didn't remember a guy talking to her but she yeah, wasn't well and was painting some heinous pictures uh i shouldn't talk but
1: no you paint <laughs> nice pictures this woman's painting it's really funny because she the character is very kind of pleasant and very That's ineffectual a, and e- empty
0: she's right, a little but, bit uh Like uh, vapid. The artwork that
1: she's painting is really kind of like almost like Goya. It's nightmarish and
0: horrifying, and big
1: staring eyes. And yeah, it's it's really scary. Yeah, very
0: odd. And um, so now Bruno also has threatened Guy, and he's like, and Guy knows that the plan here is that Bruno is going to go. And plant his lighter at the crime scene Mm
1: -hmm.
0: where Miriam died, thereby implicating him in his murder. And then it's a race.
1: Yes, and then (laughs) this is where the film actually, I think, really picks up and earns that thriller title because we have... Things going on at the same time. We yeah, have
0: guy wins a tennis match and then bounces his police. He's got a police escort mm-hmm. and then is following him around and he uh, dodges out of them, uh, dodges them and gets right. out. And Bruno arrives at the amusement park, like very shortly. It's hard to tell exactly what how well, the timelines a cutting because yeah.
1: it's uh, they make a plan babs does because she's just you know miss true crime she would listen to podcasts all day long nowadays she'd have her own right so she goes and tries to and she's also kind of a little bit sweet on the detective who's following yeah um yeah yeah so she she goes over and makes excuses to him uh gets a cab work at waiting um, guy there's a good deal of suspense about guy's
0: tennis match cuz he has to be out he's got to leave but he, if he's going to make it out in time he's mm-hmm. got to win this thing in like as fast as he can and right. he loses a set and then it won't then be it And then now really it's not match, a set as And
1: while he can. that's going on bruno is leaving to get to the amusement park
0: once again though he's an amateur tennis player right just Please, I mean, he obviously can't the right. police escort. I know, but like, but yeah, what is the Bruno what Lee. is this for? I mean, it's how he makes his money, I guess. But he's not a professional, so do you make money? I, I don't he, understand. I don't,
1: well, I don't know exactly what the status amateur is amateur to
0: me means. You're not making any money. That's what that word means. So I don't, I don't know how he but, yeah Bruno supports
1: himself. Drops the um, the lighter through a grate. Yeah. there's a whole prolonged scene where he's trying to get the great, you know, his fingers are dangling just above the, the lighter yeah. through this grate. In the meantime, Guy is trying to win this match, and this other guy is not letting him, and they're really going at it. Yeah. And so it's like there's and a lot of...
0: there's people at the park who remember Bruno. Right. There's a because guy who... he stole a boat. Right. Like... After he kills Miriam on this island, he didn't return the boat. He drove it all the way to the other side of the island and then left right. it there. And he, and the guy knew who took the boat. Right. He <laughs>
1: saw... He went, there was a, a guy who um, who lent out the boats, yeah. right? You he's pay the in, charge and the, and he's yeah. in charge of the boats. He notices when the crime is committed that while well, they're screaming, that you know uh, Miriam's dates are screaming to, murder... Yes. On this island, it's there's her just a guy dates. Who, I love it. <laughs> who just walks right past him as if nothing happens. And cool the a w- cucumber. And he's like, well, wait, that guy, What? why is. Yeah. You know.
0: And he like helps a blind man across the street. Like he really does like a real. Right. <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> like, okay, dude. <laughs> um, but then also stole that boat. Right. Stole that boat, never returned that boat. Um, and. So, you see this back and forth, back and forth. Guy makes it.
1: Uh huh.
0: He and then there's. Guy sees Bruno and they have a fight on a carousel, which is right. insane. That scene is insane. It's insane for a couple <laughs> of
1: reasons. One of them is that there's a gun. He Bruno has the the gun, right?
0: Yeah. He shoots. And
1: it goes wild, and it hits the guy who's operating the carousel. Yes. So it's now been kicked into some ridiculously high speed. And he, like, falls speed. onto it, and, right. yeah,
0: and it kicks into, like, a seventh gear. This thing is spinning wildly. Right. And like People just, are literally being flung yeah, off, flung off, of, off it. of it. There's
1: one kid there who's, like, his mom is screaming for him, and he's really excited because he's watching these two men, like, fighting. fighting, And then that's the starts yes. punching them, too. Like, I want to be a part of it. And then, um... And then Guy has to save the little kid who's been played. There's a lot. It's really a modern suspense scene in in those terms. Yeah. In that it just, like, keeps escalating. And it's what Hitchcock was good at. Yeah. And, and then
0: this old carnival worker, like, right. crawls underneath and gets into the middle of the carousel and just jerks the brake, y'all. No. No. And then it's sort of like the last movie we watched wherein at, Train hits a bus and right. then that train just derails. And I remember this carousel just disintegrates.
1: I was, I remember seeing this movie for the first time when I was a kid, and of course, that scene it works up to it really works up ahead of steam. This mm-hmm. whole thing where it's the cross cutting, and it, is he going to get there in time? Yeah. Is he not going to get there in time? But when he just suddenly brings that to a stop and the carousel actually lifts off of. Yeah,
0: it's, its, it, it comes unmo- unmoored. <laughs> right. Literally unmoored and re down on, oops, Bruno. <laughs> right. Like the Wicked Witch it, of the West, or the in the East, I guess.
1: It's amazing. It really reminds you of how Hitchcock, and we'll see that with the other films that we do, he really loved working with special effects. He loved getting stuff like this done. Like, how can we make this look as dangerous as possible? And it looked really dangerous. Yeah. Um, but in the end, we have...
0: And then they're like, right. the cops are coming, and they're going to get Guy. Mm-hmm. And then the, off, the the carnival worker is like, no, 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 it wasn't him that I saw. It was the, the that one. Right, the guy he was fighting with. And then um, Bruno's hand unclenches around right. the lighter, and Guy is like, he was going to... He stole my lighter and was going I'm to plant, plant it, it here to make me look like the right. murderer. And, and Br- at that point, right. it's clear that Bruno yeah, was the one Bruno that was here before. says to the cops,
1: it's like, no, 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 the plan was I was going to cover up for you. So he says he doesn't have the lighter. But when he dies, his hand relaxes, say, and the yeah. lighter's plainly in his hand. Yeah. So it's like, okay, then we can't trust anything that guy's told us. Right.
0: And then at the end, we get a like a button mm-hmm. where... Guy and Anne, presumably maybe just married or on the way to get married or whatever, are sitting on a train. And a man leans over and says, hey, aren't you Guy so-and-so? And And Guy's like, yeah. Uh, And then he like... He and Anne just get up and tra- switch trains, and I'm like... Mind you, this is a man with a clerical collar, so... It is, words, he's it's like, like, he's a priest, <laughs> that's right. And he's still like, I'm not like, talking you? to you. No, any more are strangers be, like, on any more trains. Uh,
1: dependable or reliable you are, I'm not going to talk to you. Nope, nope, nope.
0: And uh, that is where we leave it. And it is, well, let's see. How many times, Have you seen this movie a bunch? I've seen
1: this movie... Uh, I saw the movie for the first time when I was in high school and I saw it once after that for an editing class. But I hadn't seen it since.
0: Um, yeah, I think... I feel like we'd watched it once before and it doesn't... But this one is like... It's like Teflon. My, my brain is like Teflon with it. It doesn't mm-hmm. stick in my memory and i think it's because i'm like i don't particularly care about any of these characters except is, i think anne and her sister right. but to them i'm like just get away from all of these men right just so, you should move to california and live your life this
1: is this is an issue with patricia highsmith's work though
0: that's true because she wrote about people are complex sociopaths. and not likeable right
1: who sociopaths who are being sociopathic, they're being true to what they do. So when you're reading one of the Ripley novels, this guy, I remember uh, there was one of the the constant readers, so to speak, of Highsmith that I used to work with, just said, yeah, Ripley's a piece of work, but that's every Highsmith character. They're all kind of, I mean, there's innocent people that get caught in their webs, but for the most part, it's told from the point of view of people who just have something to hide
0: all the time. I will say, so I'm seeing some of the differences from the novel. Mm-hmm. And I think specifically the movie is weakened by this change. In the novel, Guy Haynes is not a tennis player, but rather a promising architect. Okay, A, so that already gives me something where I think that. Well, he's, and here's the thing, I'm also, I'm not, I'm pro-capitalism, and I don't think that your worth is based on how much money you make, but also, if you have a job, I am less likely to think that you're trying to take advantage of all of these women in your life. So he has a job. He's working. He's, like, making a name for himself, Mm -hmm. not trying to ride some coattails of uh, his second wife. You know what I'm saying? And... He goes through the murder. He yeah, kills he Bruno's father.
1: And again, Patricia Highsmith. This yes, is like the kind of that to
0: me at least means. So you 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 feel like you've done something now because mm-hmm. this dude in this movie feels too much like. I can't believe so much bad things happened to me. Like it feels like right. you know, so many bad this things is, happen to like, me. Raymond it Chandler's feels very issue much worth like
1: working with Hitchcock mm-hmm. was that Hitchcock insisted on those changes. Because mm. he goes because Hitchcock's work a lot of it is there's somebody who's innocent who gets dragged into it. Even when we saw Notorious, this woman could have lived her entire life without having to make up for her father's name, but she gets sort of pulled into this. She plot. does.
0: But I feel like yeah. she Makes choices. Right, I she feel does. like Guy has mm-hmm. made choices, and that every time one of those choices backfires, he's like, "Why do all the bad things happen but to me?" Again, and we I'm also just saw like, an earlier
1: Hitchcock film that we saw for the podcast was Rebecca. Yeah, which is about a complete innocent a woman who's Sure, just completely innocent, who's drawn into this. But that was like But she was innocent, right? Though. That was the. I focusing... don't feel like guy
0: is innocent, right. but he's got a woe is me going on, like he, he is, and that kind bums of what me his out. Thing
1: is, <laughs> and that's why he made those changes, yeah. among other things. So I he just likes it, doing that.
0: it makes me that char- that guy, the guy character mm-hmm. in this, is not compelling to me as a person who I'm like pulling for. Okay, that so that is where I kind of lose my grip in the movie. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like... I mean, obviously Bruno's not going to get ev- everything that he wants because he he starts... He starts chipping away at his own plan literally mm. five seconds after he commits that murder. As soon as he's like, let me go to, Bo- let me go to Washington now and tell him what I did. Like, already you, like, sure. you've ruined it. You let him hear from the police. He needs to be... He needs, he needs, in that moment, what he needs is plausible deniability. And you've stolen that from him. So your plan is not totally Mm -hmm. fucked at this point, but it's, you've dented it, certainly. (laughs) Um, And so that's why I'm just like, I feel like this is just, like, Bruno knows that he's going to prison or, you know, an asylum of some sort, and this is, like, his last (laughs) hurrah before that happens. Like, that's what it feels like, and it's very odd. Um, I'm kind of curious to read the book to get... Or if this movie had been, like, 15 minutes longer and given me a little bit more of the Miriam guy story, Mm. because that was... Like, he's instantly made to be, like, the person who's been wronged. Right. But he's having a full-on affair too. It's not like, you know, he's innocent in their relationship. He's innocent
1: at that point in their relationship, I would say, is that that she has run off and basically abandoned him and gone off and did what she did. So he... Also, the fact
0: that... We are told. And again,
1: (laughs) uh, we're just on the information that we're given. Yeah. Is the fact that Given the divorce laws in 1951 in this particular state, yeah.
0: he,
1: they, he needed a reason to divorce her, yeah. and she wasn't going to give
0: it to him. So right. that's
1: what makes it. And, and what's
0: really fine, well, and he, she had asked right. for the divorce to begin with. We are told, right. and and they they don't seem to um, to push back against that. So that right. that I believe is she tells him, "I want a divorce." And then when he starts making money or being seen in the papers with Anne or both, yeah. She changes her mind. So
1: anybody who can remember watching the old Alfred Hitchcock Presents TV show that
0: was mm-hmm. released in
1: the the 60s, the early 60s, half of the plots seemed to be about women or men having to murder their husbands because they won't grant them a divorce. And odd as it was, that was an actual issue at the time. Um, and now, of course, with what we're told by conservative forces is the the moral collapse is that we don't have to Get into sort of horrible, horrible situations like this in order to get a divorce from a person who's being unreasonable. We don't no longer have to commit your ex partner. You no longer have to beat them, right. which was another alternative. Yes, of course, um, or kill them. It's like now people can just separate and go. Well, that didn't work out, and that's actually better for everybody. Everybody, yeah,
0: yeah. Although there are millions of women or thousands of women every year who are killed by men right. who have decided that that, that no, that's, that's nothing, not. It's
1: not because of the. Um, it's not because of
0: the laws, right? Well, other than the ones that allow them to have guns. Um, this is true. <laughs> so, uh, so this movie was nominated for a uh, best cinematography award, but it didn't win. Uh, it received mixed reviews. I think it's receiving mixed reviews today as mm. well. This just isn't. I know. Yeah. I just. I didn't have an. I couldn't get a character in. Right. And so it was a fun watch and then I just move on. Yeah, I, you know what I mean? It's just it doesn't And it was thrilling. Like right. the, the use of music is very good. The use of the cutting back and forth is very good. It is a little confusing on time. Like I said, I mm. think maybe it's like a five day period. Yeah, yeah it happens very quickly but it because it literally could be four months. The impression I, don't I know. get is
1: that guy comes into town and that night Is when, that's what it seems like. Like um, like Bruno Bruno just.
0: Well, we see him go home. I think first. Right, he's getting his manicure from his mom. He gets a manicure from his mom, (laughs) which is odd. Which really is a that's a that's a big character, right? Sort of. You're really getting a sense of this dude, Um, but like I said, the 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 is it the only time we see the father? Um, Isn't that? Scene? I think
1: he might be in two scenes, and that's it. One. And
0: and and the first thing we hear is not he's lazy. Mm-hmm. He's you know um, he's not pulling his weight. It's not. It's he's sick, and he needs help. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it kind of feels like, and and mom is like, oh no no no, but she also seems to be. Yes, wavering a little bit. And you're
1: right. I'm sorry. When I reviewed it again, it's like no. I think it was, and that spoke to him to to, than to, 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 her. to the
0: mom. Yeah, right. She's like, your son is sick, and he's like, she and and she just is. She, oh, she says
1: she makes excuses for him. Like, well, sometimes yeah. he takes things a little bit too far, mm-hmm. or sometimes he, you know. And you're, but mom, he's actually, you know that that he's capable of killing somebody. Yeah, And this might not be the first time he's really either killed or very seriously injured somebody. If this is his first murder, he just needed something to I push in that you direction.
0: Because get... he just strangles her with his bare hands. Mm-hmm. That's not an easy thing to do.
1: No. Um, Although we do get the sense that he physically, on some level, is strong enough because strong, he, he right. does do the, the, the strength tester and sends the bell all the way to the top.
0: Right. So he is strong, but but also... The thing about that method of murder, right, Mm -hmm. strangling face-to-face, you, once you start, it's sort of like eating a burger that is losing its structural integrity. Once you start, you just gotta finish. You can't hesitate. You can't pause for a second to think about whether or not you should be doing this. You can't do any of that shit. You just gotta squeeze... Until they don't move anymore, and then yeah. like thirty more seconds like it takes a it takes right. a while unless he broke right. her windpipe, which he very well may have done, as we said he's pretty strong um Broke her, broke her glasses too and I'm like how did that even happen it, they fell for her face I is think. that what it was I just, because we get this, it's the I think it's just he likes that of, image of the right, broken glasses of, and I'm like but how of the glasses on the, on the ground yeah. and they're
1: reflecting the murder so that you don't actually see so yeah you don't yeah. see
0: it Um, you don't see her body which I actually appreciated um, although he doesn't show a lot of dead bodies in his in a lot of his work He's like, no, trust me, they died, and then we just move on. <laughs> like we see Mrs. Bates, but only once, right? right? Like I think once Janet Lee is stabbed, you don't see her again. You see her actively screaming, but you don't see her dead. Well, you see do you? her
1: lying there for a second, but it's is it just? It's very quick. It's a right? close cut of her eye. Oh, and okay. Then to the, the drain hole, and that's it. And that's it. So, not not her no, whole body. No, no, not her whole body, body. Because he wouldn't, at no point do you actually see her bleeding either. You just see blood coming. You just see blood it's a it's very, Yeah, that yeah. was shown to us in the editing class going, at no point do you see the blade doing anything. People remember that scene as being really violent. And it isn't. The blade doesn't ever you touch it. You don't her.
0: see her being right. penetrated at all. Gross. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. That's, that, no. no. that's kind of the <laughs> thing. Um, So, yeah. So, it's thrilling, but it's not my favorite of the hitchcock movies so far. Yes.
1: Yes. I I enjoyed it. But then again, like I said, morally ambiguous characters,
0: and I like that kind of thing. See, I don't find them morally ambiguous. Maybe that's the thing. I'm just like, he's sick, he's hapless. Um, Or feckless, I don't know. One of the lesses. He's less than. (laughs) So next week, we're going to watch something fundamentally different okay. <laughs> than this one. We are going to watch 1977's Star Wars, or not Star Wars. <clears throat> I, meant, I meant to say sci-fi classic, the one that isn't Star Wars, uh, Steven Spielberg's Close Encounters of the Third yeah, Kind. 1977
1: was a very big year
0: for science fiction movies. <laughs> How sad, when they were like, oh, we're going to lose. All the awards to stupid George Lucas, my stupid friend. Because <laughs> uh, I believe that uh, Close Encounters was nominated for eight awards, and wow. I do not believe it won any of them. <laughs> because stupid Star Wars and stupid George Lucas. Um, and we're going to actually talk about Star Wars next month. Okay. But for this, for this month, our sci-fi classic from 1977 is Close Encounters. It's the third kind of film that I have never seen before, and I'm very excited to watch. Uh, until we watch that and talk about it, do you have anything that you want to recommend? Unfortunately, I don't think I saw anything new. I know that we did
1: the second season of we did, that's why I'm I'm having trouble recommending it because I know that you can't see it. Yeah. Um, You know, constant listener. Uh, We saw the second season of the Mysterious Benedict Society and we saw it mostly except for the first two episodes all in one night because it was being taken off of disney
0: yeah they removed it friday we right. watched six episodes on friday because we didn't start it until thursday i yeah. think and then it was like oh no <laughs> if they're taking it off tomorrow why are right. they taking it off because they don't want to pay people residuals it's terrible and uh yeah, and it's there's a, nothing we can do about it
1: it's a great pity because it is really so much fun and it's, it's uh, the same criticisms or criticisms the same critical praise that I had for the first season I have for the second it's really a great family show it's something you can watch with your smart nerdy kid because it's about smart nerdy kids there's yeah. no weird sexual tension as we spoke about which you can find a lot of children's programs nowadays there's a real aversion to just depicting on screen violence um it's just it's a really entertaining and really fun and still always socially relevant piece of work the fact that you won't be able to see it breaks my heart because it is really fun hopefully
0: they will yes read the books the books are really fun and hopefully that they, they release them in, on some sort of media right. or they do a licensing deal with HBO or somebody should yeah Hulu or something where do, they'll be should should put this out to the public because it should
1: be seen it is really it, the art direction the performance everything about this is just really high quality and it, i
0: and it's like it's beautiful and so stylized but in a way that it's like Wes Anderson, but that I can tolerate. I'm I'm a person Mm -hmm. of my age that is that is uh, unusual for not liking Wes Anderson's vibe. It's just not for me. It's very precious, and I don't like it. I was discussing this the other day with a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, and he and I were
1: talking about the mysterious Benedict Society. He watches it with uh, his, I believe, uh, his godson. but when we talked about the Wes Anderson thing it's like yes he's not he, my friend is an artist yeah and so he appreciates the Wes Anderson
0: I appreciate it. I get it
1: i don't want to watch idea the movie is that <laughs> Anderson is looking at the world through a child's lens but as an adult as a child like adult uh-huh. Whereas this feels more appropriate because it's for children yeah and it's for again for smart children if there's that kid who is a, you know who doesn't always get chosen when you're playing volleyball or whatever. But that's for this kid. there's although...
0: also a jockey one who's an engineer who's smart in her own right. way.
1: And she is. And
0: I like the fact and that carries a bucket. she <laughs> is. Yes, right. she is. But she, the jockey, yes, the jockey in this is, a, is a girl. a girl who, carries a, bucket <laughs> who
1: carries a bucket. And your bucket's priceless. A bucket
0: of requirement.
1: Right. Everything <laughs> that she needs is in that bucket. So, yeah, it's a really fun watch. I really hope that it gets picked up again. There's There was a kind of a moment, I think, at the end of it where I genuinely felt sad that I was not going to see these kids again. Yeah. Because...
0: I think they'll all They'll things, all go on to careers so now, be but, good.
1: but see them play these characters again. I'm not going to be able to revisit that, so... Yeah.
0: It's yeah. a bummer. Hopefully it will, like I said, come mm-hmm. out on something where it's purchasable. Because it deserves to be seen. It's, it's very worthwhile. It's very worth a watch. It's very fun. Um, smart. Yep. Heartwarming. Tony Hale is very funny <laughs> in it. They're all very And so funny. is Kristen Schaal.
1: Yeah. So do you have something that you would like to recommend?
0: Hmm. That's a good question. Hey, you know how we're late to things? I'm late to this. Uh-oh. I started watching Succession. Uh, today is Memorial Day. Mm. Uh, as of yesterday, Succession is over. Uh, it Four seasons. The finale was last night. I started watching it last week. <laughs> I'm six episodes in. Uh, there are 32 episodes. <laughs> wow. Um Y'all know, if you, if you, well, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I knew that this movie was a dark comedy based loosely on the Murdochs, and I, being anti-billionaire, you don't say, an anti-Fox, uh, an anti-Uber capitalism. I was like, I'm not gonna. I don't think that's for me. Like, I just didn't think, I was like, this is just, this is going to make me feel sick and I'm not going to enjoy it. I was wrong. Maybe that's true four years ago. I don't know that I would have mm. liked to watch it going, you know, from the beginning and and over the four years or whatever it's been on. It's very well-made TV. The main characters are very interesting. The side characters are more interesting. They're in no way glorifying the attitudes or lifestyles mm. that are being lived. I think that there are people who would think that some of the things that happen look cool and are glorifying it. I, to that, I say those people are psychopaths. <laughs> I've always been a Karen Culkin fan. I'm really enjoying watching him. Uh, Jeremy Strong is someone... Who I like watching, but probably wouldn't want to meet in real life. He seems very uh, self serious in a way that I think mm. is detrimental to like joy. <laughs> but watching him on the show is entertaining. Brian Cox so good. Did mm. not know James Cromwell was going to be on there. So good. Young um, the, the the woman that plays their sister. Her her name is Shavon. She goes by Shiv. Your name is a prison weapon, ma'am. Like, wow. Uh it's kind of on the nose. It, except she's not the one that you would call shiv Mm -hmm. of the group so far I'm six episodes in so if you weren't sure if this show was for you I would recommend giving it a shot now the whole story is done so you can watch it all and then you can be done with it right like I said it's 32 episodes so yeah it's 32 Mm -hmm. hours which is a good chunk Mm -hmm. of time but it's not forever it's not as long as the wire or breaking bad or any of those things right It is extremely well-written. It's very thoughtful. When bad things happen, there is a little bit of a... I mean, that's what you fucking get, kind (laughs) of. Although what just happened, and I'm not going to say what it is, I'm a little like, where are they going to go now? Like, we're six episodes into the first season, and that was massive. So... I really like it a lot, with the caveat that Tom can be a lot. Roman is a lot to deal with, but Roman knows he's a lot to deal with. Tom, Tom's character, Siobhan's um, fiance, and will be husband. The way that he treats the people that he feels are beneath him because he came from nothing and is now like powerful, I'm using quotes because he's super not.
1: Right.
0: um, Is disgusting. That actor is very good because I want to punch him so bad in the face. (laughs) Um, But like in that way where I'm like, okay, this is good acting. Like, sometimes I'm like, I can't tell if this character is written badly or if this actor is too good. Like, Mm. sometimes I can't tell. Like, I was having trouble when we were watching Servant and the father figure and that. I'm like, I don't know if it's the writing or the acting that makes this character so deeply unlikable, right. but then he took a turn in the second season, and I'm like, oh, no, it's the acting. Yeah. He's doing an excellent job. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so I've been watching Succession, and uh, I'd say give it a shot. Give it an hour. You'll know from the beginning. It's not like you got to get six in, and then you'll... It, You'll know. You'll right. know from the beginning if it's for you. If you have waited and you didn't think it it it, if it it was for you, and you like politics, if you liked Game of Thrones, if you like like if you liked uh, any of the the major you know Mad Men, Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. any of these things, drama, yeah. and family drama, mm-hmm. um, it might be your bag, okay. even though you didn't think it was going to be. So that's mine. All right. Next week. Get your potatoes ready because we're going to have we're going to sculpt and what we're going to sculpt is Devil's Tower in Wyoming. <gasps> Oops, spoiler alert. Um <laughs> we're going to watch Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which I'm a really, title that yes. is too long.
1: <laughs> the fact that very but 2 years ago Someone took, someone, uh, military officers, yeah. right, took actual footage of a UFO flying around with vehicles in pursuit that it clearly outdistanced, just ridiculously. I think that makes that mo- this movie more relevant now, going, when I watched it as a kid, it was, oh, is that... Possible? Could that happen? And now I'm going. Yeah, of
0: course. Definitely, one hundred percent. The Air Force says so. Right, and they, they have to backpack. Why are we not? We have, uh, we're we're so. F- we're we so live f- in a day and age.
1: <coughs> Recently, there was a spy balloon, a Chinese spy balloon, that was taken out um, over the uh, was it the Atlantic Ocean? I'm thinking. I can't remember. Um. We had to have the secretary of the press secretary, rather, clarify that this was not extraterrestrial at origin, and that strikes me as that's the world that we're living in now. Oh, yeah. it's not from outer space. It's not from an alien civilization. Not saying that there isn't such a thing because we now I'm know saying that. it could be, but this isn't it. And it's like the fact that we now are just matter of fact about that, yeah. and there wasn't a big surprise to it.
0: No, because they let they they put stuff in right. the New York Times when the New York Times was also reporting on refrigerator trucks full of bodies because of COVID. Right. I mean, right. they picked their moment. But still, it's just the, the fact that... And we still haven't circled yeah. back around to go, wait, what did you say about the aliens, though? Right. Because we have not had that conversation <laughs> as a country yeah. yet, and I don't understand why. But... We'll have it next week. Right, yeah, absolutely. Just so y'all know, too, because they don't ever say, I was waiting for it, the whole movie. Hey, guys, what's a close encounter of the third kind? You'd think oh. a phrase that I feel like this movie was very close to when the coined right. thing happened, and they don't say what it is, y'all. It's a UFO encounter where you see the alien. hmm so, spoiler alert, everybody, we're seeing an alien. I made it. Spoiler alert, we've already watched the movie. Um. So, I saw it for the first time. I'd never seen the alien. It was never spoiled for me. Uh, in my 43 years of life, and it's it's been 46 years since this movie came out, and I never got the alien spoiled for me. Wow. And I think... That's pretty rad. That is. <laughs> um, and I recommend, you guys, psst, I really like it. You should watch it. Yes. If you yes. haven't seen it, watch it with us. It's really good. Okay. But shh, We don't know that until next week. All right. So next week, we're going to talk about that movie, Close Encounters, Third Kind. Uh, until then... If you have questions or comments or concerns, you can email us at latecomerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Late Latecomers Podcast in the search bar, or you can find us on Twitter as much as you ever have. And I would like to remind you to please, please, please take your medicines. We'd like to remind you, better late late than never.